Welcome to Victorious Living. So the more you pray, the more you practice praying. You can, is that a good way to say it? But the more we pray, the more proficient, the more efficient that we become in our prayer life. And if we develop all of this, then we'll pray when there is not a need pressing. When there is not something of difficulty going on in our life, we will pray because we are in the flow and enjoy and want to pray. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan is going to continue his series from last week. This is part two of Why Pray. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares with us why pray. So if we could do this, if we could just turn all of this over to someone else, it would make our walk with God effortless. And we know that's not, it's not quite that simple. So the more you pray, the more you practice praying. You can, is that a good way to say it? But the more we pray, the more proficient, the more efficient that we become in our prayer life. And if we develop all of this, then we'll pray when there is not a need pressing. When there is not something of difficulty going on in our life, we'll pray because we are in the flow and enjoy and want to pray and are zealous about praying. So all that one then, if they have abandoned their prayer life and their faith life, all that one need to do is call a prayer line or ask someone else to do all the praying for the issues that they're facing in life. That's good. I don't want you to misunderstand. That's good, but don't let that cause you not to pray because you're dependent on someone else to do all of the praying about whatever it is or whatever your issues are. So uh, this would leave, if we did that, this would leave the results of faith and prayer concerning our request or the issues in our life in someone else's hands alone. So again, let me, don't misunderstand me. If they're praying for us, then they need to be praying with us or we need to be praying with them. All of us needs to be involved for your personal needs, for whatever it might be, we need to be involved in that. So faith and prayer are similar in this sense. We use it or we lose it. You know, that's the, that's the way it is with faith. Faith, if you don't use your faith, what you've learned about faith, how to use your faith, if you don't use it, then you lose its effect in your life and you lose its effect on your life. So primarily then we're just on our own is as it were, as they were. Now, now God said he'd never leave us or forsake us. I understand that. But yet at the same time, there are times when we can abandon uh, the help of God for sure. So we will only become more efficient in faith and prayer by our repeated actions of walking in faith and spending time in prayer. Prayer extends itself so far beyond one little need that I have, you know, we say it this way, it's not even funny, you know. And so 
we want to become efficient. If you're efficient in your daily life of prayer, when, when need is not pressing in, when need or, or, or issue is pressing in, you will know that you are hearing or you are heard by God. Amen. So let's look this morning here in the scripture in Ephesians chapter four, verses 15 and 16. So in the body of Christ, let me say this while you're looking, it'll be up on the screen here. But in the body of Christ as a whole, the body should walk in faith and should walk in prayer in a unified manner. What's he, what, what does he say? What am I saying here is simply if just us in this place today, us who go to this church, if all of us become unified, if we come in, uh, into unity with faith, with our faith, and with our prayers, I believe that you'll see some of the most wonderful things that God will do for you personally and that God will do us among us corporately. I believe we'll see that. So going back to Solomon, what did God say? If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. So what does it mean to humble yourself? Well, it means to get rid of your ego. Hello, hello, bye-bye, ego. That's <laughs> a song, write a song about that, John. And so we need, there are things we need to shape our life, eliminate from our life, add to our life so that we all are unified, that we have a corporate anointing and a lot more can be uh, achieved by the corporate anointing than, than one person's anointed alone. All right, Ephesians chapter four, verses 15 and 16. But speak in the truth in love, amen. May grow up in him, in Christ, in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, the body of Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted. You know, it's interesting, this word compacted, it's like a ligament in your body uh, that, you know, that works with the joints in your body, your ligaments. So that's kind of what that word is, uh, is talking about. Whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies according to the effect, effectual working in the measure of every part. Now notice that according to the effectual working. In, in, the, in the measure of every part or in every part's place in the body. So let me say it again, according to the effectual, effectual meaning, meaning powerful, it means zealous, it means it has a different words of its meaning. Effectual is, uh, is, is many, many things that I can't, uh, can't recall all of them at the moment, but he said according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. So one thing you don't ever want to say is, well, I, I'm, I'm no good to anybody. I'm no good to God. God can't use me. God's not using me. See, you're, you are not being effectual. You're not saying things that, that creates uh, the release of, of the energy of God's power in your life and as we corporately do. 
So he said, according to the effectual working in the measure, in, 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 in the place that every part of every part, working in the measure of every part, simply meaning my part might not be your part, but when we put all the parts together, then we have a unified body. The puzzle then is complete and the picture of the puzzle is there. So again, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part makes increase. Notice what I said, it makes increase, not decrease, but makes increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love or the building up of itself in love. Now in that kind of environment, faith is strong because faith works by, by love. Individually, faith works by love. Corporately, faith works by love. That's why we are to love one another. Why we are to pray for one another. That's why we're to be kind to one another and all of the things that we could say uh, about it. So all of us are to give our supply or our contribution of prayer and faith in behalf of the body or for the body of Christ. So I'll say that to say this, that a lot of times we can get so zeroed in on what's happening in our life that we forget that there are millions of people around the world that don't yet know Christ. Or if they do know Christ, they've never been taught the fullness of who they are in Christ. So we are commanded to pray for them, to pray for them, pray for them. So all of us are to give our supply or our contribution of prayer, listen to me, of prayer and faith in behalf of the body. Now, let's still be careful. Don't get so zeroed in on what you think you're supposed to be doing that you forget this is a big world. This is a big family. Amen. And so if we do zero in on just what we feel that God has given us or that we are to believe in God for, then remember, we are a big body of people. Now, I, I recall in my own life, I recall a time that, that I learned a good lesson from Brother Hagen, Dad Hagen, uh, about 40, 46, 47 years ago now. But this lesson that I learned about it was this. Uh, as a student there in Ramah, there was a church, and I've shared this with you in the past, but there was a church in Shawnee, Oklahoma, that uh, had called up to Ramah and the pastor was uh, going to retire and wanted to know if there was someone at Ramah that they could send down there or over there to Shawnee uh, that might be able to, if chosen, might be able to, uh, to pastor the church. Well, so as it, as it happened, I didn't know anything about it till uh, now Pastor Hagen came to me then he, uh, he was the instru uh, an instructor there. He came to me and asked me, would I be willing to go down to Shawnee, Oklahoma, and preach? They wanted to, that's back in the day, you know, when the, the preacher tried out. <laughs> so they, I went down there and I preached for him. And I, I'll just be honest with you, Sue and I and how many of the children, three or four, four of them, we had a miserable afternoon. We, had, we did our preaching before the, the church and the board. And then uh, 
We didn't have no place to go, so we went to the deacon's house for the Sunday afternoon. And it was terrible. I just have to tell you, cold and unfriendly and four kids ramp, running rampant through the people's house. And so the, the, the afternoon didn't go too well. So I, got, I, I wound up back that night to preach with no anointing. <laughs> But I remember then anyway, they chose me to go down there to Shawnee and preach, Pastor Hagen or Ken Jr. at the time. And so I, I agreed to go. So Sue and I and the four kids went down there and, and uh, preached. But before we got down there in that same week that we were to go on that weekend, I saw, I saw Brother Hagen or Dad Hagen as we called him. I saw him out in the lobby of the church where, the, where we were doing the school. So I thought, here's my chance. I'm going to walk up there and he's going to prophesy to me and he's going to tell me what I should do and he's going to tell me what I shouldn't do and he's going to tell me take that church down there. You know, all this stuff going on in my mind. And so I went up to him and I said, uh, Brother Hagen, do you think I ought to take that church over there at Shawnee? He didn't know a thing about it. He, had not, he didn't even know the pastor was resigning. I found out later but here's the part where he taught me something. It's our hope that today's message, Why Pray, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD of this week's message, please request offer 33. This week's special offer is 33. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.